Good morning, everyone. It is February 10th at 6.03 a.m., and you are watching the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some roads you have to take alone. No family, no friends, no partner, just you. And when we go into detail on this subject today, don't forget, try to keep your questions in your head or just leave them in the comments below on Facebook because there is a discussion time that's going to take place afterwards. And uh, this was a good one. I was actually surprised this one turned out as popular as uh, as it did on Facebook. I generally, for the topics of discussion, what we do is we take the most popular post from yesterday and uh, we go over it in much greater detail on the actual podcast. So I like we kind of like unpack it a little bit and try to discuss, you know, a little bit more about what it means. And um, yeah, that's what the discussion time is for. So if it's your first time here, don't forget, I have a, um, one thing I really, really do like is Audible, uh, and it's actually spot, the main part of our show, or the main sponsor of our show at the moment is Audible. I've read audiobooks for about two years now, and honestly, it was a lifesaver for me. Uh, it's tagged as listening is the new reading. Audible is basically an audiobook platform by Amazon. So you can join through audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. It's a lifesaver for me. I I try to listen to at least a book a month, uh, and I do try to diversify my reading. You know, I'll do a lot of fiction and nonfiction as well. So make sure you guys check out Audible. Again, that's audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. You get a free 30-day trial. You can cancel any time, and you get your first audiobook for free. That can be any audiobook you want. It could be a $50 to $100 audiobook. Believe me, they are out there. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, some roads you have to take alone. No friends, no family, no partner, just you. So the reason I do like this topic a lot is it, it can kind of mean a couple things initially, like especially if there, there's a tendency towards the selfish reclusion that a lot, a lot of people have where they feel like, like you're strong when you do take the road alone. So I don't I don't want this to be misinterpreted because I do know that the one of the main reasons I like this one is because it says some roads you have to take alone, not all roads. I do genuinely believe that this is true. There are certain aspects of our life in which we have to develop individual strength in order to kind of develop the character necessary in order to in order to be able to handle those situations on our own. Um, a perfect example of this, I think, is uh, self-mastery. Yesterday we talked about anxiety, and a lot of what was discussed were when we were talking about the tools that you need in order to kind of deal with the anxiety if you have it, is the, the ability to assess your own triggers, um, your own breathing techniques, uh, any any kind of essentially any kind of um, <laughs> any kind of strategy that you may need to use in order to develop the skill necessary to handle your own anxiety. Now, this is a journey that y you generally do have to take alone. Now, you can bring people in on it along the way, uh, but it's it's one of those things where since it is a a path of self-discovery to kind of learn how to manage your own 
anxiety and triggers. The only truly effective... trying to make sure I say this right. The only effective method, methods that you discover are going to be on your own journey. Because really only you know you. Like only you know the the part of yourself that's having this issue. You know, like you you know your emotions. You know your, like uh, your predisposition to having certain anxieties. And this whole m- method of taking this road or this journey of self-discovery for dealing with your anxiety is a very useful thing. And it is is useful to realize that you do have to kind of do a lot of that on your own. Um, and, and I don't really mean that in a, like I said, in a selfish sense where it's just like you just shut everybody out. It's more like there are certain things in our life that we can only develop on our own. Uh, another one, another thing that we do need to develop on our own is is anything that related to our character you know honesty uh you know telling the truth integrity uh, a lot of the character values necessary in which only you will know whether you're progressing or not is one of the one of the roads that you'll have to take on your own so like if you're on if you're trying to become more honest as an individual like only you know if you're lying so developing that skill is, and it is a skill uh, of telling the truth, is something that really only works on a on a self journey. You know what I mean. So when when you are on that journey, you really can only take it alone. Like there's no family, no friends, no partner that you're going to take along with you on on anything that requires that self accountability. Now, I do know in my life that this isn't always easy because when you're only accountable to yourself, it's actually really easy to cheat. You know, it's really easy to not actually <laughs> not actually go through with it. Uh, let me let me think of an example in terms of actually uh, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna think of I'm gonna say the telling the truth thing because for a while. I didn't realize how much I lied. There was a podcast I listened to. No, it was actually an audiobook. It was Jordan Peterson, uh, the Twelve Rules for Life one. He does have a chapter. It's called "Always Tell the Truth." Now, one of the one of the most convicting parts of that book was he said, "When you don't express your truth or the truth in your experience, is probably a better way of wording it. Um, it's the same as not existing." And that really kind of struck home for me. It's like the same as not existing. Because when you don't express your current level of experience in a situation, you aren't expressing yourself and you're stifling your experience up to that point. Uh, And that was really convicting for me because there were a lot of times or a lot of situations in my life in which I was refusing to express that. And and only I would know that, you know. What I mean, my friends, my family, uh, my my partner or my wife, she wouldn't know if I wasn't expressing myself. Only I would know that. So, learning to tell the truth was was actually a very difficult process for me because for me, and it was it ended up kind of like being like a pendulum that swung in the opposite direction, 
Because one of the things that ended up happening when I first started being more honest with people was that I didn't really know how to do it effectively or well. I didn't know how to communicate in a way that wouldn't be offensive or mean. And so what I would end up doing is I would actually, because I kind of kept a lot of that stuff bottled up, is I, I, would, I would come across as, across as super harsh or super angry. And that was not constructive at all initially. And so when I first tested this theory of always telling the truth, I was really say like I had a lot of situations where I felt really bad because I was starting to be honest with people. And two things happened. First thing that happened was people who were used to me not being honest were like taken aback. And then the second thing that happened is I would kind of blurt it out. And that's not that wasn't it didn't turn out to be the most effective way. But up to that point, I had no real experience doing it. So this this road of kind of figuring out what it would look like for me to tell the truth was very messy. Um, but it was one I had to take on my own. Like I had to, I, one of the most important things he he did say in that book was he did say that it's going to be very awkward for people around you at first when you start doing it. And I'm like, well, that was true. Um, the one thing he did say that it was really important, or, or I don't know if he said it or not, if I just learned this, was that he did say, you know, after you start doing it, you will get feedback. You know, maybe you don't do it the right way. Maybe you say the wrong thing. Maybe you are super offensive um, because you blurt it out and you don't really know how to communicate it effectively. And then it just ends up boomeranging on you. Uh, and maybe you said something and you were wrong. That, of course, happens a lot, too. <laughs> I mean, of course it happens a lot. But an interesting thing happens next, right? When you do share that truth and it does boomerang on you, you actually you can learn from that. You know, it's like, well, maybe I maybe there was a better way for me to communicate that. And then the next time you communicate, you, you learn to communicate a little more effectively. And so this, this is one of the examples of the journey that, that I had to learn when it was appropriate to say certain things, when it wasn't appropriate to say certain things in terms of being honest. You know, like th there's just certain things you just don't say ever, you know, even though you are thinking it. But that's not the same as lying. Like not saying something is not the same as lying. You know, that's kind of one of the tactful things, you know, where you actually sit down and you learn when it's appropriate to talk and when it's appropriate not, because not everything in a situation needs to be said. So when you're traveling along this journey or this this road of life in general, there's not going to be like this perfect, clear path, you know, of. of, of non-failure. Like you're not going to instantly be good at things. And so only you can really learn from those mistakes on your own. And only you can really know internally what's going on. And I'm a huge proponent of individual growth. Uh, in a lot of ways, I'm an individualist. Um, in that the most effective lessons we learn are the ones that we learn on our own. Uh, and and they learn, we learn through self-reflection. I think those are the most important lessons we learn in life. 
And if we don't stop to take the time to have some degree of self-awareness, it becomes very difficult uh, to actually grow. Now, that doesn't mean it's not important to bring people in, you know, when you need them. So you don't just abandon your family and friends and partner, especially if you find you're in a situation where you need help. Let's say you're struggling with, uh, it could be an addiction or, or anything. Um, relying on people who have a stronger sense of whatever it is that you're dealing with is extremely useful. Um, I do. I did have somebody close to me say, and this was really good advice. He said, you know, find somebody in your life who has what you want and then just like pull them aside and say, how do you do that? You know, like if you know somebody who's really good with money um, or they seem to do really well financially and you're like, I, I want that, uh, you know, pull them aside and say, hey, I've noticed you're, you're really good with money. How do you do that? <laughs> like, well, like, what's your secret? Uh, it's the same thing with, with almost anything. Like somebody who is a good programmer, if you want to do programming, or somebody who's got a really good work ethic, somebody who's in really good shape. Like rather than being resentful and jealous of what they have, and, you know, of course you want to be happy for people for what they've accomplished, you know, pull them aside and say, hey, how did you do this? Like I'm, I don't know how you did it. So that would be a good example of, of how you could bring people into a situation. And that and it's not necessary to do that journey on your own, especially initially. Uh, yesterday we talked in brief about how you can... Sometimes you need somebody to come in and fill you up initially, you know, to kind of just get the ball rolling. Sometimes you need that outside inspiration and influence and information. Somebody who's accomplished what you're aiming for and... And they can give you all the feedback necessary as you start your journey. But then as you move further and further along, you will be able to kind of take that road on your own. You know, initially you just need somebody to kind of help you along the road just to get started. And then once you kind of get started, you can kind of get on your own and begin following that journey. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to fall on you. You know, your self-accountability is going to be the cornerstone of whether that thing succeeds or fails and that's really one of the reasons i really like this post and i was actually pleasantly surprised this post did really well yesterday for that reason i did not expect there to be a extremely positive response to it because in a lot of ways i expected most people not to want to think of success and failure in their own individual contexts you know what I mean? I didn't want them to think of it as, as it being their responsibility. So I was actually happy to see that a lot of people kind of acknowledge that, yeah, it does start, and a lot of things do start and end with me. There are there are certain roads I'm on, especially ones based on integrity, uh, in which it's really only me that's, that's going to be responsible for it. Now I am going to move into discussion time, and, and we may or may not have any feedback on this, which is totally fine. Um... Uh, it's one of those situations where we're kind of a starting podcast. And if you haven't if you haven't followed us yet, you can go to wisdomworthknowing.org. It'll take you to the Facebook page. And the uh, Facebook page actually has, uh, it should be able to, it should have the live stream on it right now. Uh, again, this is all kind of a developing thing. And on the live stream, you will be able to leave comments during 
during the category time. Um, but I do know that since it's like 6 a.m., it's super early, <laughs> and we're just starting out, there's going to be situations in which there's not a whole lot of discussion with the community early in the morning, and uh, that's totally fine. I did get a message from somebody yesterday, so it doesn't look like there's many comments at the moment. There's more general like hellos and stuff. And hi, everybody. Hi, Patty and Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. I will talk about a comment from from yesterday because I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket. And if you guys want to go ahead and add comments while I'm talking about this, we can discuss those as well. But he, uh, this individual mentioned how hard it was for him to develop friendships. And he had said that he spent a good chunk of his life struggling with addiction, or I don't even know how long it was struggling with addiction. But um, he did say that he was really struggling with making friends because he sobered up and he got married. And after that, everybody who was supposedly his friend um, were no longer there for him. And this this is one of those difficult things that that I talk to a lot of people now. There is a video that's worth looking up. It's called Innovation of Loneliness. It was a thesis project. I don't remember the name of the kid who did it, but it was brilliant. It's really short. It's only like two to three minutes long. But it talks about how social media has kind of, um, what's the word, hijacked the connection process that we have with people. And one thing that does happen, I do know from, a, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have struggled with addiction. Um, one thing that does happen, especially when you make a major life change, like deciding to become sober, your life does, you're voluntarily walking into chaos in a lot of ways. And that's why it's scary right that's why it's scary to to let go of an addiction in a lot of ways because you are walking away from not just the drug or whatever it might be but you're also walking away from the lifestyle and depending on how entrenched the lifestyle has become in your social circles that can be extremely difficult because what'll happen is is not only are you going to withdraw because it's a drug that you're quitting but you're also going to have isolation issues because suddenly you're finding yourself not able to go to certain, meet with certain people, um, go to certain places or do certain things. You know, it's like the people, places or things trap. And again, this kind of is, is relevant to the topic we're talking about because it, there is a sense of, of individual road. Like you almost voluntarily are taking a road on your own. There will not be any people places or partners in a lot of ways if you're you're managing addiction it's kind of going to be all on you and that's a sudden immense amount of pressure so when you do actually take that and you do find yourself needing to remove yourself from social situations it does find so you will find in a lot of ways you need to develop new friendships and and that's scary because friendships are not easy to cultivate and the reason i brought up the innovation of loneliness thing is because it does kind of talk about how social media hijacks the friend connection process. And it does actually prevent us from being able to generate real friendships. Because real friendship requires intimacy. And intimacy is a, a terrifying word for most people, understandably so, because it also implies vulnerability, because it means you're putting yourself out there and there's a risk of being rejected. But intimacy takes time. It takes effort. And Physical proximity is important, and social media doesn't 
cultivate that. I'm not saying social media isn't without its uses, of course, but and it has a lot of very positive uses. But intimacy is, is very difficult, if not impossible, to cultivate through social media. So my suggestion to him, and I don't know if it was a good one or a bad one, but uh, for anybody who's struggling with making friends in general, uh, is to try to find a group, a league, a uh, it could be a church, and, and I don't want to push that too heavily on people. Anywhere, look online for groups that physically meet, uh, or a job. You could even get a second job, and and make sure the focus of that league or group or job or social club or whatever it is is something that you're super passionate about. So, if you're passionate about bowling, join a bowling league. Uh, if you're passionate about gaming, I do know there's a lot of board game clubs, you know, which they meet physically. Uh, reading, if you love to read, book clubs. Somewhere where you can consistently go time and time again so that you will see the same people over and over again so that you have opportunities to kind of cultivate that intimacy. And making friends isn't easy, you know. I would honestly say that most people I encounter, we just don't connect. You know, and I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just we don't match up, and that's okay. Uh, but but know that it's it's not an easy process. And just because people are friendly to each other doesn't mean they're friends. Uh, I've been blessed with with a lot of deep friendships over the years. Which, but they took they were cultivated in high school, so naturally we spent an immense amount of time together early on in our ages, especially when you don't have a job or kids. Um, and and then that has that time we spent together early in our age has still cultivated those long-term friendships up till now I'm 37 years old but that doesn't mean it's not impossible but um but yeah there are no amount of friendships that exist back to the addiction thing in which you a friend isn't going to require your self-destruction in order to be your friend. So if, if somebody requires that you go back to an addiction or something that you know is bad for you in order to keep being your friend, then I'm sorry, they, they're they going through their own thing right now. That That's not a friendship. That's not how that works. Uh, friends generally want the best in, in the other person. And, and that being said, make sure you do that when you're cultivating those friendships. Make sure you want for the other person what is best for that person. And that can be a lot easier said than done. You know, rather than try to mold people into our images, we need to make sure that we are helping people to be the best version of themselves, whatever that might be. Uh, That doesn't mean you don't disagree with them, because, by the way, loving someone, and this culture needs to hear this more often, loving someone doesn't mean always agreeing with them. For those who have children, this is common sense. You know, when you have a kid, you do not agree with everything that they do. That's not love, right? Loving someone is is giving them feedback, and no matter what decision they make, you love them in spite of it in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't you, you don't have to agree with everything everybody does. You know what I mean? You can love people properly without agreeing with everything that they do. That's totally fine. Like actually that's part of being a healthy human being. So I hope that's helpful to somebody. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of feedback on the comment section, so we are actually going to move on to the next part of the 
podcast. If you have not become a subscriber yet, you can actually subscribe on Facebook. It's only $1 a month. You get a super cool subscriber badge on all the comments you leave on the page. Also, you help uh, actually fund the advertising. Facebook is reluctant to show posts to everybody, even though they're part of the page. So I do have to have a complimentary advertising campaign alongside of it to help uh, the posts get more exposure. And uh, it's only $1 a month, like I said, and the funds do go to help promote the page and share it with more people. So consider doing that. Just go to subscribe.wisdomworthknowing.org, or you can just go to the Facebook page. It's one of the buttons right on it. So, all right, finally, we are going to move into our devotional. You know, if you visualize yourself, then anytime something uncomfortable crosses your path, you can say, you know what, this will actually help me get to where I need to be. Maybe I need to lean into this, you know. But that visualization is a cornerstone for that process. So thank you all for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. As always, you can still leave comments. You can message me directly. Uh, Don't forget to check out Audible, the 30-day free trial. Cancel anytime at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. It helps out the show if you sign up for that. You can also subscribe to the show on Facebook. It is not required to watch. You can watch the show whether you're subscribed or not. That's only $1 a month. Just go to wisdomworthknowing.org or subscribe.wisdomworthknowing.org. And until tomorrow... Don't forget, some roads you have to take alone. No family, no friends, no partner, just you. So let's get after it today and try to make ourselves the best version of ourselves we can be. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.